Don't look back because the market is closed. Good Friday afternoon, everyone. This is Kip Harridge with your daily VRA Investing Podcast. We'll tell you in just a few minutes what happened to the markets today. More importantly, we'll tell you what's going to happen going forward using the VRA Investing Systems, our guide. And uh, kind of a crazy week. I, I will tell you to start this podcast that I was dead wrong about this week. I don't often utter those words, but uh, that is the case here, folks, because I believe this was going to be a quiet week. I thought it'd be a lot of news with no big change at the end of the week, and, and I got that wrong. Uh, we came into the week knowing that we get the jobs report. We'll talk about that in a moment. Uh, that was good news, by the way. We came into this week knowing we get uh, uh, developments uh, from China Trade and the delegation of Mnuchin and uh, Lighthizer in China, and we came in knowing the central banks this week would be cutting all over the world, including our Federal Reserve. Typically, when we get a you know, big buildup about a lot of news coming, the end result is that nothing happens. Uh, that wasn't the case. Our markets uh, gave up 3 to 4% of their gains this week. Uh, Dow Jones today closed down 98 points. Well off the lows, though. Lows of the day were 330 points, uh, minus 330 points. Again, finishing down 98 uh, at 26,485, uh, down just uh, right at 4 tenths of 1%. Uh, Russell, uh, Russell 2000 was our uh, was down 1.1 percent uh, quickly. Nasdaq was our biggest loser of the day. Again, we don't want to see that. We don't want to see this become a pattern. Don't believe it will. Uh, Nasdaq was down 107 points, 1.3 percent, closing at 8,004. And uh, S and P 500 uh, down 21 points or seven tenths of one percent at 2,932. So again, losses of three to four percent this week. Look, August is not the kindest month of the year for stocks, uh, so, uh, you know, not a lot of people around. It is a summer month, although we did some inc- see some increased volume come in. Not uncommon. Uh, we get volume increases typically when we see the markets move lower, just the way the, the markets react. It's people get scared. They tend to panic quickly, and that brings volume. So a bit of a mixed bag this week, uh, clearly a negative bent, but again, it looks to us like this is uh, uh, an overbought sell-off that's very close to capitulating here. People are getting nervous. It's a very good thing because we need that wall of worry. Talk, Tyler talked about it yesterday. The more fear in the market, the better that the bull market, uh, better for the bull market, the better that it lives on. And um, don't be at all surprised, especially now that Congress is on recess, don't be at all surprised to see the markets reverse sharply higher again next week. Not a prediction necessarily. Again, it's August. Uh, we might have a bit lower to go, uh, but we love buying big Monday opens to the downside. Over my career, they've been the best buying opportunity by far. So we would love it if we could get a minus 300-point, minus 400-point open on Monday. We'd be big buyers into that. Uh, not a prediction. We'll probably open higher on Monday due to the close. Again, good close today. But uh, just some, some random thoughts for you that, of things that I've seen over the course of my career. Also, if you are tracking these markets closely, maybe you're trading uh, short term, uh, here are the signs you look for for a reversal higher. Look at two things. First of all, you always want to track the leaders from the previous move higher. And then we, we watch very closely tech. Tech leads on the way up. Tech leads on the way down. Again, that's why we weren't wild about seeing the NASDAQ being the leader to the downside today. But for the pivot higher, watch two things. Watch uh, semiconductors. You will use the symbol SMH for the semi-ETF or the NASDAQ 100, QQQ. Uh, 
when they pivot, the moves tend to be fast. And if we saw a, a sharply a lower open on Monday and then saw the, the, the semis and saw NASDAQ reverse higher, that would be a very positive sign to us. This morning, we also got the jobs report. Bit of old news by now, but some things that we saw that got our attention. Uh, since Trump was elected, we've now had 500,000 manufacturing jobs created. Remember, these are the same manufacturing jobs that Barack Obama said Trump would, have, would need a magic wand for. Well, keep that wand going. Uh, 500,000 manufacturing jobs in, in, uh, in, in Trump's first two and a half years is pretty extraordinary. Um, with, we also have a total of 6 million new jobs that have been created uh, during Trump's presidency to date. Remember, over Reagan's eight years, the U.S. added 21 million new jobs. So when you hear anybody that knocks the Reagan time frame from an economic point of view, remember, 21 million jobs created over eight years. Trump's now running just short of that pace, uh, but uh, got, got a ways to go, assuming he gets reelected. If not, sell everything, short everything. Uh, July also saw something that we've seen very few people talk about today, is that 370,000 people actually came back into the labor force. The labor force participation rate is getting much, much better. It's remarkable to us that the unemployment rate uh, remained at 3.7%, again, right at a 50-year low with 370,000 people coming back into the labor force. Uh, I would have I fully expected the unemployment rate to tick up to 3.8%, maybe even 3.9%. Did not happen. Not, not talked about enough today. Really important. We also saw today Peter Navarro had an interesting comment, uh, basically said, folks, don't worry about the China deal. We, we got this. Uh, it, it's had no impact on the U.S. economy. It'll have no impact on the U.S. economy. He also said, if we get, this is a quote, if we get three more rate cuts this year, uh, we think two, but we'd love to have see three. We should get three. If we get three more rate cuts this year and get the USMCA trade deal completed, that's the United States, Mexico, and Canada, get that trade deal completed, that looks close. In Peter Navarro's words, the Dow Jones will blow past 30,000 by year end. We like that target. That continues. It's been our target for some, some time. Continues to be our target. Earnings have been killing it. Uh, again, still no earnings recession. I don't know where these people are getting their numbers from, but here are the facts. Uh, as of this morning, with 75% of S&P 500 companies reporting, 74% have beaten on estimates, uh, and that's great, but those are manipulated numbers. So let's look at what really matters. Gap earnings growth and non-gap earnings growth, uh, generally accepted accounting principles. Non-gap is going is running at 5.4% growth. Gap growth is 4.3% growth. And on revenues, which is another great bottom line read that's not manipulated, revenues are 60% uh, uh, of companies have beaten the estimates on revenues with 5.39% growth to be exact. So uh, again, a very solid second quarter. We're looking for a ramp higher into year-end, Q3, Q4, good earnings per share growth. We still believe we'll get 10% plus earnings growth this year on top of the 24% last year. Just remarkable, huh? Uh, what else today, folks? Let's take a look at some of the internals here. Um, this is, uh, this is uh, a rarity. We've, this, what happened today has not happened in three months. Uh, we had negative internals across the board. Advanced decline. Uh, just over two to one negative. Uh, up down volume, 
uh, again, right at two to one negative. And then the surprise has been what we have seen positive readings from for the past three months has been 52-week highs to lows. That number has not been negative for three months. Uh, it was today. 371 stocks hit new 52-week highs to 589 stocks hitting new 52-week lows. So, again, we, want, we do not want to see negative internal readings continue. If we get you know, a few days of, uh, of readings like that, then yes, our, our VRA investing system readings will be impacted. Today they sit at 10 out of 12 screens being bullish. Look, we're, we're, not, we're not at all predicting that's going to happen. We believe next week will be a, uh, 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 a change back to the norm here. And remember, when Congress is at a session, which they will be for the next five weeks, great things happen in the market. We're going to get into some of those stats next week. Just know that some of our best returns in the markets tend to come when Congress is not in session. Just more proof that government is the problem, not the solution, barring from the, the great Ronald Reagan. Uh, finally for today, uh, oil today closed. Uh, getting back to some of those uh, big losses yesterday, losses 7% yesterday on the, uh, the China trade worries. Uh, oil uh, gained 2.5% today, or $1.33 a barrel, closing at 55.28. Gold closed up $20 an ounce, $14.52. Again, the highest says, I believe that's May of 2013, if not mistaken. Big move higher happening in gold, Um, and it will continue in our view. Silver, $16.23, up $0.05 an ounce. Uh, And Bitcoin, as Tyler covered yesterday, back above uh, that psychologically important uh, $10,000 level, closing at $10,464 up $60 a Bitcoin. Folks, with that, hope you have a phenomenal weekend. We'll see you back here again Monday after the close.